Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Oh, day for cheap price. Oh my god. That's right. A you, price it, that fits. <laughs> a price that fits. A small price that fits. Uh. What Get him in a rhythm, it, Jimmy. Like, wait. Get him in a rhythm. Wait. Get him in a rhythm. Try him out. Could be like the sh we could no we could be like the shoe shine guy. You would have like the sex doll there, and then like once you're done, you could just you know shoe shine clean it all up. <laughs> I, okay, I don't want that job. You can have that job. Oh, oh, what? I'm watching the video. Which video? The video in the the feces one. Oh wait, there's a video with it. Yeah. You can watch the the poo poo spray. Yeah, it shows him doing it. Wait, why would someone just video it while it was happening instead of like stopping him? It was a, it was like a security camera that was outside the house. Oh no! Oh, I, I mean, that is a that is a pretty. Oh yeah, they got some distance. Um, no, I don't want to watch it again. Fuck you. Graphic images that viewer may find disturbing. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not that disturbing. It's just, you know. It's shit. Who hasn't seen that in their life? Why would you find that disturbing? What the fuck is wrong with people? It's just poo. It's just poo. I mean, it's gross. It's just bleach. I'm traumatized by the fact that I saw someone else's poo. Yeah, that's a, that's a big bummer. Big bummer just ruined uh, your year. That's you know, because so cool. things are going so well right now. This is... Everything. 2020 best year ever dude <laughs> it's amazing i mean this is really i think that we can attribute our success to this year 2020 yeah dude wait we never run out of content. like hold my beer yeah yeah 2020 is like yeah 2019 hold my beer you thought that was bad you thought the last three years were bad nah and nah. see nothing yet. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, all right. So let's let's read up on these other ones before it's go time. Men hired for sexual fantasy break in wrong house. Hmm. You gotta pay a lot for that kind of stuff too. Two oh, men with yeah. machetes. Oh yeah, no! It Is it bad. like the consensual, non-consensual shit? Yeah. Seems uh, bad. Yeah, that's that's like. Super bad. Sorry, bad. mate. How about, <laughs> like, don't do that with strangers? I think that should be a, be a general rule. Like, don't role-play rape with strangers. How about that? Yeah, about that? it's just there's way too much that could go wrong. Yeah, just don't, just don't fucking do it. Yeah, that's, that's it's so not a good out. idea. Not a good idea at all. But, you know, maybe I'm just a yum yucker. I was <laughs> kidding. That's kind of what it sounds like, Jamie. What, you don't want to, you want to include a little machete action in the bedroom once in a while? No. Have a safe word, you know? Some people like to live life on the edge, and they don't have time to worry about your delicate sensibilities. Oh, man. I think, I think the safe word should be help. Please. Save me. <laughs> Uh yeah, my safe words don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that seems bad. It's it's ambiguous. <laughs> I want you to interpret what I mean. It's all conse conceptual. 
Good sexual. It's all contextual. Good sexual. <laughs> it's a slip. Contextual and sexual. Yep. It's contextual. both. Con- contextually sexual. Mm-hmm. We got five minutes, dude. Are you ready? I'm going to shit my pants. It, I mean, I already did. I'm just sitting here in it. <laughs> it's warm. It provides me with a sense of comfort. I'm sure it'll get itchy over time. Yeah. It's called diaper rash. Yeah. Is that what that's called? <laughs> I think it is. Isn't I thought that, it was just that? called like average everyday itchy butt. <laughs> <laughs> it means they're not wiping good enough, dude. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. How do, I, I forgot. How, you're supposed to. <laughs> you're supposed oh. to wipe with what? <laughs> is that what that toilet paper thing's all about? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was for blowing my nose. Why I just need to blow my nose on the toilet? Yeah, I was wondering if everybody was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, how much y'all blowing your noses? <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just using my hands. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I'm going to die. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's going to be okay. From happiness. We're going to do so great. This is going to be the best episode we've ever had. Follow it's 4 o'clock, Tim. I'm going live. Going live! Oh. We're doing Sick it live. Sick and power, right, man. man. I wish I had some, like, do <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait. I got something. Yeah, I got where's something. your crazy? Use your crazy uh, lights. Uh, Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this is awesome, man. This is episode like 100. 100. Can you believe we've done 100 of these? <sighs> it feels like it's gone by pretty fast. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm any happier than when I started. <laughs> God damn it. Well, originally, so I originally started to do this because I thought it was going to give me an outlet, which it has. Oh, yeah. Now you don't have to vomit it onto strangers. I still do that. Oh, well, that's your problem. Well, not strangers. More like uh, my closest family members and the people I care about most. Oh. Yeah. So that, that, doesn't, really, that doesn't really help that all that much. Uh, it does give me an outlet to pretend like I have some kind of authority over what I'm mm-hmm. saying. It's like, well, I'm recording it. It validates everything that I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, you, as long as you say everything into a microphone, everything yeah. you're saying is true. That's right. It's a secret. <laughs> wait, wait, this just in. <laughs> <laughs> wait, yeah. What, what was that? Oh, my God. There oh. is a velociraptor in uh, New York State Park. And, uh, oh, wait, no. Oh. Oh, riot police murdered it already. No more velociraptors on the planet. Sorry. Oh, my God. Patches Adventure. Episode 100. Yay, yay, yay. Thank you, Patches Adventure. Who's, who's in the chat? Who's that? Patches Adventure's in the chat. Sweet. You know, you know Patches Adventure. Of course. Yeah. Everyone knows Patches. Cool. Shout out. Uh, Shout awesome. Out. Thanks for joining us. Thank, Thank you, you everyone who is yeah. joining us for this episode. This is yes. fantastic. This is going to be the best episode ever. No pressure. Uh, I mean, for those of you that are um, are like, oh, man, I'm going to see Cynic Empowerment in the raw. This is going to be the experience I've always dreamt of. It's the same as all of our other episodes. They're pretty minimal yet. Oh, God. It's the exact same stuff. You're just going to see our faces, which, yeah. I mean, could be a bonus for some of you. I don't or know. or a negative or a negative. <laughs> yeah, we're really rolling the dice hard it. on this <laughs> episode 100. You could have done anything with it. You chose to show your ugly, ugly <laughs> faces. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I've always said, Tim. We've always we have great faces for radio. Yeah, 
I got nice hey, we both got haircuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we both got haircuts for the hundredth <laughs> episode. That's also exciting. Gotta be looking our best. But Jenny's... speaking of haircuts, the Alberta minister of I don't even know what they're the fucking minister of. Maybe they call everyone a minister in Alberta if they hold a political office. The, the energy minister. The energy minister yeah. of Alberta has peak levels of uh, may I please speak to your manager level haircut. She, her name I'm just going to throw this in the chat. Sonia can, Savage? They can follow along if they want. Wait, her, what's her name? Sonia Savage. Sandra, Jesus. Sonia this Savage. Sounds she's a, like she's a, a shitty like, 80s movie villain. Yeah. She's a fucking Adam <laughs> West Batman criminal. It's like when they're trying to like I I got it. Guys, it's the 80s, and we figured out what feminism is. It means that we have women in movies, but we dress them up as sexily as possible and have them barely wear anything. <laughs> that counts, And make right? them blow stuff up. This is this is equality, right? Yeah, we, we did it. We nailed it. We nailed it, everybody. Hey, Rambo shirtless. Progress. Sandra Savage is shirtless. See? Even. Samesies. I, I feel like... If you if you approached her and asked her that, she'd probably rip your head off with her hair alone. Yeah. Man, look at that it, part. That part is like like my part's like next to my head. Her part goes yeah. like straight up. Yeah. Like right over the back. She got yeah. that really cool like beehive thing going on yeah. as she's like I don't know if she's smirking or grimacing. She's <laughs> yeah, not she, happy. She she's looks not happy. She, she looks like a fucking Harry Potter villain. Like she's like, and even yeah. her outfit gives me some of those vibes. Like mm-hmm. her outfit is like light and bright colors, but her insides are just dark and evil, yeah. filled with cobwebs. She's and an emaciated Dolores Umbridge. What? She's an emaciated Dolores Umbridge. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Same eyes. Yep. So she is our point of focus because. Because she was, she was discussing with the Canadian Association of Oil Well Drilling Contractors, uh, mm-hmm. the podcast that was hosted by them. That <laughs> like, why would you do that? Pretty dumb. We're, yeah. we're we're a bunch of oil well barons and executives, and we're just gonna let you all know how evil we are in a podcast because literally everyone <laughs> has one. Yeah, let's it, all sit around stupid. in a circle. We really should keep this to ourselves, but instead, we're going to record it and then put it on a digital platform so people can listen to it at their convenience. So, I, I think it's it probably suffices to say anyone out there that has not tried to do their own podcast before and just gives it is lying. It, it's it's a lot. Like it's Everyone's really hard to it. hide what you're thinking because at some point or another, you're just going to feel encouraged to just blurt it out. Like it just it's going to come out one way or another. So. If you're a politician, especially an underhanded, subversive type politician, don't ever go on a podcast. Ted Cruz has his own podcast. You know that, right? Who does? Ted Cruz. Wow, that's smart. I mean, is that where we find out that he's like a serial killer and all that kind of, or his dad's a oh, Zodiac killer? Yeah, yeah, he's a Zodiac killer. <laughs> I, I, I haven't listened to it for obvious reasons. I don't think the entertainment oh, really? value would be very high. Yeah, I can't imagine anything more boring than listening to Ted Cruz talk for an hour. But um, yeah, but yeah, even lame ass politicians are getting in on the game. Yeah, sorry, you're bringing it up. Well, it's a like we were saying earlier in the in the in the cast. It's an easy way to validate yourself. So these folks want to get the message out. You just record a little tidbit, put it out there on the public airwaves, and see who bites. Mm -hmm. Uh, These folks like Sonya Savage. 
it is certainly not in their best interest to speak their mind on these issues because there's a good many people out there that certainly don't agree with them. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty obvious. They think that <laughs> yeah. the best time to build a pipeline is right fucking now because nobody can protest with more than 15 people. This yeah. is it's like she's a villain on uh what is it? Is it Fern Gully? Is that the, Maybe. Is that the it name of the, right. the kids film? It's like a 90s or what is it? Late 80s. Oh, movie. the one where they go and they uh tear down like the rainforest and yeah. there's like the bat people and the shit yeah. and the pixies and the shit and the stuff. <laughs> yeah, ni- 1992. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's it's that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Yes. Yeah, it's time to tear down the rainforest. It is time. Yeah. Because people they, can't protest. You they know all, people are going to protest, and yeah. you're going to do it anyways. That's fucking she, terrible. She's just, like, sitting in her, like, high-backed, like, uh, spinning office chair and just, like, turns around. It's like, it is time. You know, I, okay, so I don't want to make a habit of turning this thing political all the time, but... Speaking of politics, this reminds me. Uh, no, I was. I, I knew was the one some... guy that had a political opinion, and it reminds me of this. This, this is the type of comments that I get when I type in George Floyd's name on Google. Wait, I see a bunch of Twitter. I see a bunch of Twitter responses that popped up. Of and course, one of them, of course, is Donald J. Trump. Great job last night at the White House by oh. the U.S. at Secret Service. They were not only totally professional, but very cool. I was inside, watched every move, and couldn't have felt more safe. They let the protesters, you guys can see that because you watch protesters, right? I mean, they are protesters. Scream and rant as much as they wanted. Hmm. So I wonder what side he's on here. Like, do you think that he believes that protesting is uh, maybe necessary to the way that democracy ought to function? No. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also not surprising. I mean, that's pretty in line with everything he's done before. So I would like to say I'm shocked, but yeah, <laughs> that would uh, be false. But the the idea of uh, elected officials claiming that protesting is any shade of, of wrong, doesn't that undermine the legitimacy of their station? I Oh, well, I mean, if you agree with uh, freedom of assembly and other things that we think of cornerstones of our society. Yeah, sure. But, but is they... that's, that's what elections are, right? Like that's, that's basically people assembling, you know, through at least virtually. Wait, I... wait, elections are a protest. Wait, what are you getting? No, at? They're not a, they're not a protest, but they're, they're people who are combining their ideologies amongst one another in order to try to build a platform and thus elect officials and so on and so forth. Yeah. So protesters are doing this, except it's just in a much more visceral way. They're literally there. They are engaged in the process. Yeah. So why would they not respect it even more so than even their constituencies <laughs> that are not protesting? <laughs> why would people that have authoritarian leanings of the past be consistent in their being authoritarian and being anti-protest? I mean, you're just being, you're just asking I'm silly just questions. Being, I'm just being point. silly. <laughs> just being fucking silly. <laughs> being pretty, I don't know. I feel like he's being pretty consistent uh, with everything he said before. And I'm sure there's a, a wide, uh, part of his base that also agrees with what he's saying. So, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, just from that, that point alone, I don't know. Well, what, what about Savage here then? <laughs> Wait, what about Savage? Savage. She's Savage! <laughs> Burn! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense given that she's an energy minister that 
her only goal in life is to uh, increase energy production and destroy the environment by uh, extracting fossil fuels. So, I mean, it's in line with her character. And so if, you, if you're just, like, slowly, like, looking at her of, like, an A to B, like, arch villain of, like, this, I, I want to get from A to B, you know, then it seems obvious, like, yeah, fucking hell yeah. COVID times, people can't get close to each other without risk of dying. This now would be, the, this is the best fucking time ever. And, and uh, like, to add insult to injury, I'm going to say on this podcast that we'll go public at some point. <laughs> Wait, that I'm going to do it now because they don't have any recourse. We fucking outlawed them from protesting. <laughs> yeah, got you now, yeah. fuckers. Got him. You can't do something if we make it illegal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, well, it, it's, but it's also, I feel like, uh, it's uh, false thinking. I don't know. Maybe that the thinking will work in Canada. But obviously here, uh, given everything with the COVID situation, has not stopped uh, protesting in the slightest. And um, if anything, now is the perfect time for protesting, given that a quarter of the uh, working population is uh, unemployed. So if you're disgruntled and angry and, uh, you know, don't got anything better to do, now's the uh, perfect time to go and join a protest, I would think. Well, there's obviously two sides of this coin, and I'm sure a lot of us have seen (coughs) – excuse me. A lot of us have seen – No, there's not. (laughs) I was kidding. The, well, the protesters at uh, was it Georgia State Capitol that that uh, stormed the building or the Capitol building with uh, no that was Michigan rifles. it was Michigan yeah um, so well but that 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 kind of sentiment that organization started in Georgia at least as far as uh, protesting um, you know government shutdowns or not government okay. shutdowns but um, economic shutdowns and things like that yep and, and then it slowly escalated to the point that people were uh, forcing themselves onto uh, capital grounds with assault weapons and, you know, insinuating that the leaders were Nazi-esque or totalitarian and that uh, they were going to, uh, I mean, hell, like, I mean, a lot of our listeners are in Kentucky, like Bashir had an effigy made in his likeness that was hung from a tree. Like, wait, how how is this not? Uh, I mean, it's it's surprising that uh, I don't know where to view this. Like, it, it seems like people are getting irate all over, and I I don't really know who to support, like, or I, I guess I don't know who, who to support without digging into the issue further. Um, which, uh, as someone who is is currently not physically involved in these processes, I think mm-hmm. it's it's pretty easy to be like, oh well, the people who are not toting guns, who are supporting uh, <laughs> uh, disenfranchised minority groups from police yeah. brutality, that's yeah. the way to go. That's the way we should do it. Yeah. But even so, I mean, like these people are still protesting at a time that is you know not so great to gather in groups, you know, from from a completely detached standpoint. Um, and, you know, on the flip side, I guess if, if we legitimately did have an authoritarian government, uh, a la police officers killing people in the street, right. you know, maybe it would stand to reason that we would run into a Capitol building armed to the teeth and demand retribution because these people are dying. Speaking of retribution, postmodern Corey said in the chat, notice me, senpais. Postmodern Corey. Corey, Corey, cool. you are noticed. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for joining us on our 100th episode. Oh, and Patch's Adventure also said, Jimmy gets dressed like this for every episode, question yeah. mark? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And it's my it, thinking cap. 
It really is. Yeah, he got a haircut. Uh, it I really haircut. is. It really does make me sad that I can't see Jimmy's face every time we record because uh-huh. that's, that's just what he looks like that's now. That's what it looks like. You know, we do this for you all. This podcast has aged us. <laughs> yeah. And Jimmy, <laughs> it's pretty apparent, you know. <laughs> the hair just keeps on getting grayer and grayer. Yeah, it's a, it's a stressful life. Yeah, it's almost like our podcast like summoned all of the hell hate that is 2020. Like we started this we in it. 2018, April of 2018, and uh, we're like, let's have a podcast that focuses on negative things. Yep. And then we chaos because, magic the fuck out of 2020 because it doesn't get focused on enough, and now it's just like <sighs> <laughs> life is just like an unending dumpster hellfire where it's like. All right, there's all these horrible things that are happening, but we still want to be niche. Can we let's try to find some niche random other things that aren't in the main news that people are drowned in 24/7 to talk about that are awful. Yeah, like just in the past <laughs> couple of minutes, like we we went from uh the environment being uh obviously destroyed by uh government officials that were uh, named after 80s Batman villains uh to oh, awesome. uh protesters gathering rightfully in order to try to prevent such things from happening. But of course you have things like COVID that are preventing them from protesting. But then you have people that are protesting the government economic or, you know, the economic shutdowns as a result of, I don't know, authoritarian measures or or like perceived authoritarian measures. This is, this is a mess. This is totally out of whack. No, it's definitely very complicated. And, um, yeah, my my only hope is that uh, we get something good out of the end of this. Is my only hope is that uh, officials respond uh, with less tear gas and more reform. That would be really cool. Yeah, it's gonna uh, happen. <laughs> you know, and I mean, and also just to go on like uh, as far as like violent uh, protest or whatever stuff like that, legitimacy or not or whatever. It's like I've also seen a lot of stuff about uh, instigators. Oh no. Postmodern Corey says, lol, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We can pretend, though. We can act like something nice might happen. But mm. the uh, uh, I've, wa- I've seen some videos of like people that were identified as possibly police officers that are put in as instigators to break stuff as well. So yeah. it makes it more complicated as well of like the narrative of what's actually happening on the ground and well, everything that- else. That happened in Ferguson as well. Uh, I, I know, I know yeah. that there were. Um, that, that happens basically anytime there's a major protest. Yeah, where they where they Umbrella plant. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Umbrella Man. Umbrella Man. What's Umbrella? Yeah, Man? Umbrella Man. He was this guy. So he was um, wearing uh, riot gear, effectively, like a, a like a like a military level or riot police level. Yeah gas mask yeah. and um like his face was basically completely covered except for like his eyes and like upper cheekbones and i think he i can't remember if he had a helmet on or a hat or something like that and then he had like black military grade boots just like a completely blacked out at- outfit and a black umbrella like even like even like within a group of protesters where everyone looks like goofy as fuck or like just like random like he like stood out like a sore thumb of like what the fuck is that guy doing here and like he like didn't like acknowledge or look at anybody walk straight up to an auto zone and just started busting out all the windows and then walked off what the fuck 
And according here to Postmodern Corey, the Jimmy Dore show, which we referenced earlier on when we were off the air, I was telling Tim about Jimmy Dore, s- said that he was a federal agent. So anything to uh, discredit protesters. Well, all, isn't that what we've been word. doing with military conflicts for centuries <laughs> like anytime we want the excuse or we would like the yeah we've been practicing on other places for centuries so yeah. just use it at home yeah cointelpro yeah it, it works everywhere like i mean if you if you want to have the uh the moral superior platform you know that you're reacting to some kind of evil why not just create the evil you know yep. we, i mean it, it it's good it, you know the the end will justify the means uh, you know, yep. we need to quell these uprisings because we need to restore order. It's important that everybody just learn their place and yep. dissipate. Like, stop Pretty trying much. to test us. Stop, exactly. stop trying to make us uh, <laughs> extract more money from you so that we can arm ourselves even that much more better and militize, yeah. our, militize our police force to the degree that oh, you have no recourse whatsoever. Although, what recourse do we have now? Like, it's <laughs> no, kind of ridiculous, yeah. this concept that arming yourself and going into a state capitol building is going to, you know, produce any kind of net positive. Although if you're white, you can do that. Like, you can totally yeah. do that and get away with it. You see the video of the guy that's, like, being handcuffed with, like, he's got, like, a gun strapped on his side. Yeah. And uh, he's resisting. Like, he's pulling away from him, <laughs> and the cops are like, hey, calm down, man. Like, please, don't, don't, don't do anything crazy. And then, of yeah. course, that's juxtaposed to, next to to George Floyd. And, exactly, just some guy, yeah, and that yeah, one, an, an, an ar- unarmed guy that's being killed on the ground. Exactly, <laughs> not resisting in the least. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's absolutely disgusting and yeah. uh, clusterfuck. And um, I've heard responses yeah. that 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 occurs because the guy was armed. You know, they're more careful with him because of the fact that he has the ability <laughs> to retaliate. Oh Which seems God. kind of like, like, what's he going to do? Like, this guy's got a pistol. These guys that are surrounding him are, Wearing, they are pseudo-military. Yeah, exactly, with, like, bulletproof vest. Yeah. yeah. They, they've got a sight on their gun that is worth more than the entirety of the equipment that you're carrying. Right. Like, don't, don't, don't fuck around with them. Like... <laughs> and they they they, they uh, are are using they're utilizing their training schedule to become more and more militant by the day. Yep. So they they're always going to try to stay one step ahead. They think there's a war to be fought, and they're trying to gear up for it. So, yeah. I mean, if you if you want to give them a reason to continually try to arm themselves, you know, go out there with with your your your, your little six shooter or what have you, and yeah, claim that you're exercising a Second Amendment right. Yeah, I um smart. Yeah, I wish I had the answers, but I definitely don't. But uh sitting at home hasn't worked up until this point and being uh Twitter warriors online, so uh I guess we'll see. <laughs> I got it. This is how this is how we need to react, Jimmy. I got it. Okay, you, you ready for this? I'm, re- I'm ready. What you need to do, you need to go North Korean style and you need to save up your shit for 4 to 6 weeks. Now, follow me here. You keep it Step in a one. little jar. You keep it in a little jar, and oh, four to six weeks. I don't need at least a big jar. You, uh, well, I mean, like one I, of the like the pickle jars, like the big, you know, the big tub, yeah. like gallon pickle jars. The more the threads, the better, because you want it to seal for obvious yes. reasons. Right? Yeah. Uh, so you're gonna poo into that jar, and then you're ultimately gonna take that jar and you're gonna hook it up into a pump. You're gonna find some kind of a, I don't know. I, you don't you don't want it to be victimless. So make sure you do your research. 
which I really oh. wish we could find out who it is in this story that actually Wait. got attacked. It seems so victim. Wait, which one? It, it's a victim crime. The, the British the, guy, the, the who poo shot. man. Yeah, yeah. So he so takes it's... his he takes this shit that he'd been saving up for six to six, four to six weeks, mm-hmm. and these mail slots. I don't know if anybody's ever lived in one of these houses that has a mail slot. Um, right. I guess you could do the same thing, like if you get it like up underneath the door jam. Or something. I have a mail slot. You got a mail slot. Okay, you know what cool. I mean. So you go to Jimmy's house. You know what I mean. <laughs> you got a mail. Oh. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Stick it in Jimmy's mail slot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you catch my drift. And you, you can pump that shit <laughs> into the mail slot. No. Wait, you don't no. want that? No. Why are you recommending it? Why aren't you telling people you have a mail <laughs> slot? This is a live cast. If you know what I mean. If you know uh, it. <laughs> yeah. It's so, yeah. So, like, I'm guessing the only, he used, did he use, like, one of those, like, dry vac vacuums? Like, yeah, is that what he used? Yeah, turn it on reverse. You just put a dry vac vacuum on reverse and just like sprayed the inside of this guy's house with eight weeks of poo mm. in a um, in a dry vac vacuum, which is yeah. pretty incredible. He claimed um, to go to that friend. that week because you because that's clear intent, right? Yeah. Like to save up for six to eight weeks, right? If you have to be committed because you got to live with that in your house, that would be like if you're just gonna like shit on your toilet. For like eight weeks and like not flush it. It's just like you're living with that. That's well, like, it's like Matt, around. It's like being the Count of Monte Cristo, dude. Like you're in there in your fucking prison cell, you getting buffed out, practicing your your swordsmanship for right. that day that you can go and and you know slice a bitch. And in this mm-hmm. particular instance, this guy's doing the exact same thing with his shit. You know, yeah. You just you you live with the pain. You know that it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but. God damn, that revenge is going to be sweet. <laughs> uh, co- uh, comment from the the live chat: Scatological warfare requires sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, but so if you had to hide like one of those like giant uh, pickle jars in in your house filled with shit, where would you hide it? Uh. Well, okay, so there's a couple of different ways you can go with this. You keep it directly beside the toilet because I know that usually when I go shit, I also have to pee and all this and all that and so forth. So you don't necessarily want to mix the two unless you want like kind of like a, something that you shoot out of a super squirter, right? Which, I mean, is advantageous depending on the type of scatological warfare that you're trying to execute. So, <laughs> I don't know, maybe you could make some like um, some like poo grenades with it or something. <laughs> poo grenades. Uh, but yeah. I guess... Um, yeah, I mean, you'd almost certainly have to do that unless you live far enough out that you're just, like, outdoors all the time. And if that's the case, you can just give your plummet a break for a little while. You can just go outside and, you know, like, take a <laughs> pee, shit in the jar, leave the jar outside. Boom. It's all yeah. done. Where would you put it, Jimmy? <laughs> While we're on this topic of conversation, talking about where we're going to keep our, our poo jars. <laughs> yeah, poo jars. I would keep it next to... Uh, my collection of used uh, um, uh, uh, sex dolls in the same place wherever I hid those would be where I would hide the poo jar. Oh, well, actually, <laughs> for those of you that have not heard our most recent episode yet, uh, that's actually a business that Jimmy and I are going to try to get off the ground. Maybe we could start like a, little, like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter 
uh, Jimmy and Timmy's Sex Doll Emporium. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be a hit, and we're going to sell exclusively <laughs> used sex dolls because Wait. I know those things drop in price. Like, as soon as you take them off the lot, you cut the price right in half. You know, you can <laughs> yeah. almost guarantee. It loses 80% of its yeah. value. As soon as you roll that, that headless, <laughs> armless, legless torso off the lot. Boom. Wait, wait, there, wait. Oh, yeah. The slogan that you came up with <laughs> was a small price that fits. Yeah, it's a, a price small... that fits. Yeah, you, you guys know it. Sing uh, it. You gotta sing it again. It's catchy. Check out our most recent episode. A small price episode. that <laughs> fits. A small price that fits. Yeah, there you go. A small price that fits. <laughs> Oof. Um, Super yeah. yeah uh, comments. So uh, sounds like something that would happen in Jimmy's basement from Patch's Adventure. Postmodern Corey, I wouldn't mind visiting Jimmy's basement. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, I, I think they're talking about your your uh, your Poonami adventures. <laughs> the uh, the Poonami portal. <laughs> Wait, what's that? Yeah. Well, so if you have if you, if you go buy a home. Uh, you need to make sure that you walk down to the basement and see if there oh, is yeah. a portal from hell that is yeah. literally flinging poo at Pewing you. Pewing out poo. Yeah, we had that. Our, our The home that I live in, it yeah. came with that. It had a poo hell portal that would just spew poo back at us. But it's fixed now, so it's fine. Yeah, basically what this British guy did to this other British guy at his house, that was just our life, and it was in our basement, and no one did it to us but nature and uh, whatever demon opened up the hell portal to begin with. So would you rather – okay, Jimmy, hear me out. So in the instance that you're trying to uh, procure an abode and Mm -hmm. you had the choice of a demon-rendered poo-throwing portal – in your All basement. Right. Been there, done that. Or a house that lives and breathes, that you must feed, that talks to you sometimes. Why? Wait. It's made like of all flesh. these specific. The walls. Wait, where is this coming from? I'm just trying to think of like two equally, like two equal, like these equivalent demonic hellscapes. I was going to say, like, oh, well, you know, like, what if there's, like, a giant trench in the bottom that contains Cthulhu or something like that? But that's not nearly as fun as, you know. Oh, yeah. It's a living home. Yeah. So, So like, the movie Rose Red says postmodern quarry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stephen King. Kind of like that. Yeah. Kind of, like, whisper to you. uh, you Maybe sweet nothings. I don't know. It could be friendly. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with the pool portal because I've already been through that. Oh. And and it was desirable. You, you enjoyed it. Oh uh, no, I hated it. But we, we were able to fix it. Well, what about the other one? The other one. I mean, it doesn't house, sound fixable. The house could feed you. <laughs> wait, wait, you know what if it what if it gave you food? <laughs> if if a house starts serving me food, you don't eat that food. Sustenance. I've I've watched enough movies to know that it's good for you. It'll make you stronger. But what would probably appreciate some food is that is uh, some um, uh, angry uh, super rats. Uh, according to this article we have here, oh, I'm going to drop it down into the chat Boom. so people can have it. Yeah. The awesome. uh, CDC is warning that there is uh, super rats that are out on the loose that are hungry because humans aren't uh, – Visiting the places because humans are just like nasty, disgusting, cancerous virus that lives on this planet, right? If anything, like the don't, don't, don't hold anything back, Jimmy. 
the coronavirus, if it's taught us anything, like the, the freaking planet healed so much in such a short period of time of just reduced human activity, not even stopping altogether, just mm-hmm. reduced human activity. The fucking dolphins returned to goddamn Italy that haven't been there in a hundred years. Uh, bird species appearing in places they haven't been in forever. Uh, just prolific life, like returning to Beautiful. spaces that were previously thought to be no longer prosperous for wildlife. And you, there's plenty of examples I'm sure everyone's heard of out there. Whales probably what, being life? able to talk to each other. What's that? What, what are you talking about? You mean like you mean commercial areas? <laughs> you mean like shopping malls and restaurants? Is that what Both. you're talking about by wildlife? Both. All the above. Okay. Right. In this case, it's more of the shopping malls with the rats. So, well, it's just the flip side, right? Flip. So certain animals, like in the paradigm of like how humans live their life, do better, right? Like flying rats with wings, also known as uh, pigeons. Like oh. pigeons like <laughs> do really well in like cities because like they eat all the garbage humans drops. Mm-hmm. And along with that, as this story highlights, you got the fucking super rats that yeah. basically humans like drop their dirty shit on the ground all the time. And uh, <laughs> excuse me. It's, it's a mutually beneficial relationship for the yeah. rats uh, and, and for the, and, I mean, right. for the they, humans as well. They clean up the ground. Yeah, we have, we have trash that we're not able to manage effectively. <laughs> so these animals have been able to adapt uh, in a way that is especially apparent whenever that, that adaptation falls by the wayside. So now you have all these mutant rats that have been well fed <laughs> yeah by our probably waste. like generations of rats that have become con- totally dependent on human mm-hmm. waste uh not the poopy kind but the other kind mm-hmm. and uh comment here for postmodern cory the whales can fuck off i don't give a fuck okay so to respond to that i personally would like to see whales come back so that I can be a whaler like my granddaddy's granddaddy's granddaddy. <laughs> it's the most manly profession that any man could hope to have. Don't you want to be a whaler with me, Jimmy? It just seems so sad. What What do you mean, like killing a giant majestic creature for oil? <laughs> yeah. Let's get that blubber, Jimmy. Uh, I, I, I'm it's trying to think of like, boop, like what's more barbaric, the our current relationship and complete dependence on fossil fuels and the way we like destroy the environmental world or our way of life of yesteryear where we're completely dependent on whale blubber for whatever fucking reason like i don't know who like who's the fucker that was like hey guys we can burn this shit (laughs) like who's the asshole that just had like a whale laying around was like this is an untapped resource. My capitalistic instincts are kicking in. This is so much whale, and the ocean is just filled with them. I would what if we think. had less whales, and we could have more <laughs> money? These whales keep bumping into our merchant vessels. Come on. Yeah. Uh, it's so, so annoying. They're so friendly, and they come up to be petted. What if we just murdered them? What if we just killed them? Okay, so I think the first whale uh, that was ever made into oil was probably dead already. And I'm not saying that somebody wasn't intelligent enough to be like, oh, well, blubber burns, and 
Bubba's all over whales, so let's <laughs> yeah. start a whale. And I think like beautiful mind, observed it numbers. on a beach and it like spontaneously combusted or something like that. Wait, like, wait, wait, what? Whoa, that, that was cool. Wait, <laughs> no, no, this is what happened. So <laughs> here you go. This is the yeah, real yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this whale got beached up on the shore, right? Okay. And it was barely still alive. And then there was like these sailors, right? And uh, they decided that they hadn't touched a woman in a long time, oh, and they were going to make love to the whale's blowhole, right? So these, so they got these sailors, right? And they're making love to the blowhole. And uh, while that's happening, uh, one of them has a lit cigarette in his mouth, and he drops it on the whale, and it bursts into flames. And I'm, that's <laughs> the story. I'm pretty sure they figured out that blubber was valuable long before the invention of cigarettes. So I, I think we're going to have to count that out. I do like the whole like making love to the blowhole part. That's definitely yeah. a necessary part of the story. What do you think happened first? A sailor made love to a whale's blowhole <laughs> or, or, or sailors were using whale blubber for fuel. What do you what what happened first? Oh my Chicken God. or the egg? This is yeah, okay. This is like some cynic empowerment, uh, like purity right here. Definitely making love to the blowhole. I feel yeah. like people was the whale alive to, or dead? To fuck anything that looks relatively like the parts that attract them is going to always supersede <laughs> any type of invention or progress. <laughs> Always. So, uh, so earlier when we were talking about the guy spraying poop in the door, postmodern Corey had said my monocle just popped out. <laughs> and now there's a current comment from postmodern Corey that says, "There went my other monocle." <laughs> <laughs> oh, monocles. You you. People come for the woke anti-capitalist talk, but they stay f- for the whale blowhole the fucking blow commentary. They stay, stay for the blowholes, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, it was incredible. What do you what, what do you do with rats like this, man? Like, what do you? Oh yeah. How do you take care of these fuckers? I mean, I I just think turn it's, them into the food source, right? I I just. I mean, I, I, I just really don't care what happens to them if the, if the food never returns. So the issue is that – so they're saying these rats are now attacking the public for food. So I don't know what that looks like. It doesn't actually give hmm. of a specific example – oh, excuse me – of like, hey, if you live in these specific areas, there have been these instances – and blah, blah, blah. It just says some jurisdictions have reported an increase in rodent activity uh, searching for food and that there have been increases in service requests relating to ro- rodents uh, of unusual and aggressive rodent behavior. So um, it could be just extrapolating that there's been like literal rodent attacks on people. Just It's, it's like the birds movie, right? But you just replace all the birds of rats just like mm-hmm. running through the streets trying to, you know, they're like piranhas that will cover a human being and devour the entire corpse in approximately yeah. five seconds or whatever. Let's just let it play out. You know, let's just uh, – social Darwinism, right? You know, just, just mm-hmm. let nature run its course. And if these super rats can overtake humanity, then I guess they just deserve to be the, the top species. Yeah, exactly. It's just how it is. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not much of a um, – oh, what, what is that? Uh, survival of a fittest mentality type person. But in this case – since I don't give a fuck about rats, uh, I, I really could care less. I mean, this is the Mad Max hellscape 
folks dream, right? They, they want to see these giant rats just take out all of the all the weak humans, so that then they can fight, you know, the the king rats uh, that our dystopian future has provided us with. You know, that's that's a life well lived. That's full of purpose, full of joy, full yeah. of laughter, full of dancing. All fighting giant king rats. Mm. It's I would take thing. it. I would take it over 2020. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Super rats. 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was easy. Okay. It's an easy. easy All right. Pick. So uh, if you let. Okay. So let, let's talk about personal sacrifice. Then I got another. Would you rather, Jimmy? Okay. I love okay. these. So you can either do nothing, everything goes on exactly as it is, right? Which I know is, is pretty steep. Or you can take on, hmm, we might have to engage the chat a little bit. How many rats would be reasonable for Jimmy to take on solo in order to make 2020 go away? Like, I feel like Wait. there has to be a little self-sacrifice here. Wait, what does 2020 get replaced with? I, I don't know. It could be replaced with not 2020. Wait. <laughs> But it's what if it's replaced with something? What if it's replaced with something worse than 2020? What would that look like? I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait. I've got from Patch's Adventure: Rat Cannibalism or Take Over Other Species. And then Postmodern Corey says, "I say 2,020 rats." 2020 it seems, seems appropriate. Rat cannibalism. <laughs> That sounds gross. Well, I mean, like, the wait, what? Wait, what's themselves? take over other species look like? Take wait, over... what does what does that even mean? Maybe we could like, if they get big enough, we could put saddles on them. That'd be pretty cool. Not... I've actually been dabbling in leatherworking lately. Ew, rat I leather. A, I have a mean saddle stitch. Rat leather, ew. Well, we could make a little saddle. No, no, I mean, like, we could make saddles to put oh. on the rats. Oh, Jesus. I thought you were t- thought about taking the rats and turning them into leather. No, Jimmy, just you can't like, kill them. Just, like, skidding all these them. little tiny rats and just, like, no, having hideous. them all splayed out. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I'm going to... together. Yeah. I'm going to make a real sweet jacket with all these rats. It's like a really... Uh... It's just like a replicated jigsaw puzzle. You just got to find like where the little like hands fits in the yeah. armpit of the other one. Yeah. And just blow up. You know but uh, yeah, no, I think I would take on two. Like I, I know it's hard to fathom 2020 rats just because I've never seen that many in one place before. Yeah, and hard. I'd probably die, but it's a it's a risk I'd be willing to take. I mean, are are they the type of rats that like as soon as they bite you, your leg goes radioactive and expands to a degree that is like three times the size I, of your body? No, no, I don't. No, I don't think that was part of the. <laughs> is that a, no, 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 I don't think. I don't. Think, I don't th- uh, no, I don't. I'm pretty sure that wasn't part of the negotiations. Nope, nope it's just regular no. regular super rats. I don't know what super means. I think it's probably <laughs> a it's probably a clickbait. Thing. Yeah, it's a clickbait term. It's like superfood or super. What, Super gets put before any other word to make it seem more important than it actually is. Yeah. Super meaning maladaptive and more interesting than regular rats. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little bit cyclical for you. I don't like it. <laughs> fuck those rats. True. Yay! <laughs> Speaking of fuck those rats, uh, California is proposing a bill to make fatal police shootings illegal. Yeah, so the reason why we're talking about this before. one is for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> There's absolutely nothing going on right now that has anything to do 
with this bill well, it in makes modern you think, times. Like, Wait, yeah. As soon as you read that title, you're like, um, wait a second. That's not illegal right now. Like, that's, yeah. that's not a criminal activity, which I'm sure that in some instances, I, I would hope that in a good many obvious instances, if there was an abuse of power by an officer, that they would immediately be held accountable and charged for, you know, whatever obligatory crime that they've obviously committed. <laughs> right? Right. Um, well, so according to Postmodern Quarry, no, that goes too far. Society would break down. A police can't legally shoot people at will. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, Patches uh, let us know that it's bubonic plague rats. So that, that that's specific. Oh, you mean the Chinese brown rat? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that the, is that the one? Uh, probably. Bubonic plague rats. We were, we were talking all, about that earlier. All diseases originate from China. You you can't shake a stick without finding a disease yeah. that found itself in the yellow fever nation. That well, was a joke. They just call it a fucking brown rat. Don't take rat. me out of context. Fucking fucking brown rats. Yeah, so we were talking about this before the episode started. It's like, oh, it's got to be Chinese. Like, eh, well, I mean, if we were gambling men, you might as well just assume based on the sheer population, population. representation yeah. in China that you're like, ah, yeah. if I had to guess a country or an ethnicity, I'm going to go with China. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like anytime you're just like, hey, guess where this happens the most? Like if you guessed China anything. every time, yeah, anything. Like literally anything. Guess where the most happy people are? China. China. Guess where the yeah. most murder happens? China. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. They're just more like, people. Right. Exactly. Like, but not per capita, but like just sheer numbers. Just sheer yeah. numbers. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we're looking just at sheer numbers. numbers. It's the most of yeah. anything. And most of anything you want. Most millionaires, most whatever. China. Yep. That's right. It's all China. Um, per, per capita, that's yeah. where it gets a little bit more complicated. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't care about per capita here. We're all about skewing our numbers. Oh, man. Oh. Wouldn't that be something like if they found out that these super rats were actually carrying a black death oh man what would, i would think somebody i would think that the uh the simulation broke at that point oh no be like dude this is I'm oh yeah that's fucked. true i forgot about that so i i forgot i forgot my statistics uh postmodern Corey brought up a good point u.s has a larger prison population and that's true we are the largest penal colony in the world yeah is it uh, um yeah what is it like uh um two Somebody too many, huh? <laughs> too many. I, I was gonna say like I was about to be like two hundred million. I was like, wait a second, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. not right. <laughs> yeah, two out of every three people in the United States is in jail. Yeah. And if you if you're not in, yeah, it, 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 there's only two kinds of people in the United States: people that are that don't know they're in jail, and people that are in jail. You're one or the other. Oh man. Uh... <laughs> It looks like two two point three. Okay, two point three million. That's too. Yeah, it's insane. It's it, almost it as if ridiculous. we like incentivize putting people in jail. Oh, you couldn't hear that. I said it's almost like we incentivize putting people in jail. Yeah, man. It's as a profitable business. Uh, I I feel like you can guarantee that that's going to happen until we have these massive cultural shifts. Yeah. Uh, but how do you develop an ethos that believes? Uh, incarcerating people is a poor way to de-incentivize uh deviant behaviors hmm 
Well, I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it has everything to do with profit motives. But well, a, but I think. Oh, you mean for the general populace? To exactly. Like, make, like make, because they make still the normies understand. Because the normies don't get it. Yeah, just like there are people out there. With, I don't know. Um, like I know we've discussed the um, the blue lives matter uh, symbolism. Yeah, with, with the little American flag that has the the blue line the blue that runs stripe. through it, and then that yeah. has like adapted over time uh, to become like a Punisher symbol. Like I'm sure you've seen those. Or sometimes oh, you, God, you see Jesus. it superimposed <laughs> over uh, an assault rifle or <laughs> yeah. something like that. The Punisher one, like it, it, it's like a little bit too revealing. You know what I mean? Like you're like you're like <laughs> it's like you know what that guy's about, right? Like yeah. that guy, <laughs> that guy murders people. Like yeah. one, it's wanton just killing and destruction he hates like yeah he's a vigilante he's like the most vigilante of vigilantes he hates the police he's not a part of the police at all god yeah he is just a sociopath with a gun you you do realize this exactly and and, uh and there are i i I guess it's like empowering to them or maybe they think they're being a badass i I don't know oh definitely yeah uh, but that that definitely I mean, reduces the capacity yeah. for hope in a situation like this. Where they, like, how do we decrease our our uh, incarcerated population? Well, we certainly don't appeal to the Punisher symbol wielding authoritarian <laughs> yeah. police force. Yeah. God. Because like, as of right now, it's like this is the best that they're going to have it. Like they're they're rolling around with uh, you know what is effectively no judicial recourse. Yeah, like they want to kill somebody because they have a prejudice against them. Yeah, go fucking kill Why them. Not? Just don't make sure nobody is recording you while you're doing it, and you're going to be fine. Like we can, exactly. we can take that oh information, we can take that evidence, and we can shove it, you know, shove it in a drawer somewhere, and nobody ever has to see it because <laughs> fuck them. There was this amazing uh, Onion article or video where it was basically it was a video. Obviously, it's the Onion. It's all f- funny, factual, exactly. And uh, there was uh, what was a police officer, right, mm. talking about, yeah, every day when I'm out there, uh, you know, uh, assaulting people, I live in fear every day that someone might whip out a smartphone and start recording it. This is what police officers go through every day. The trauma of knowing that me or one of my partners might be recording, be recorded uh, c- committing assault against an innocent bystander for no reason. <laughs> Anyways, and it went and did that, you know, in yeah. a lot of different w- ways for three well, minutes or however long the video was, and it was great. It's like it's like Sonya Savage. Like th- we live in a day and age in which people don't even have to hide their unethical motives. They've convinced enough of the populace that their unethical motives are exactly the opposite of what you would conventionally believe to be true. <laughs> yeah. So- so you don't even have to worry about misleading anyone because there are sects of uh, – flat earthers are a good example, and they're usually you know low-hanging fruit for arguments like this. But yeah. people develop their own realities all the time. Like You, right. you don't have to worry about uh, you know a, a population agreeing with the fact that uh, extrajudicial police force is uh, a good thing. Yeah, they're just like, well, how else is justice going to be served? They're just going to yeah. fall through the cracks of a of a snowflake libertard uh, yeah. system that's supported Wait. by pedophiles running pizza chains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> the only thing I said about the pedophile pizza chain thing is that Epstein kind of showed that was a little bit, there's a little truth in there. Always got to have a little truth nugget. Hey, no, that's an absolutely fantastic point. You can't lie to people 
in in a, in a such a blatant way that it offends their sensibility outright. You, you kind of yeah. sprinkle a little bit of lie into a truth up until the point that it's diluted with enough misinformation that you can control the target audience. Yeah. Um, so in you know in, in whatever given instance, let's say uh, you're talking about like in environmental issues, like maybe you just have to downplay the problem if somebody uh, or you know like uh, call them hippies or, or, oh, yeah. or tree huggers uh, or you know, oh make, you're just make a fun fucking of their tree hugger with your hatred of the coal. Yeah. <laughs> the it's like in the back fuel. of your mind, you're like, okay, we're slowly moving that dial a little bit closer to the pipeline, <laughs> a little bit closer to the pipeline, up until the point that you're just like, ah, they can't stop it now like yeah we're actually going to push that pipeline straight thing through now and you, you guys aren't allowed to come out you know we we have legal recourse <laughs> with our authoritarian police force if you guys do so uh, fuck off we won we don't have to hide it anymore uh haha <laughs> okay we've got an incredible comment from postman and cory why are you all so cynical what kind of podcast is this <laughs> yeah. and you asked for this uh, i don't know yeah <laughs> Comes with the territory. Thanks for being here. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Oh man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So a random thing. What 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 made us think of the firefighters earlier? Um, the firefighters. We were talking. Oh, uh, we were talking about firefighters because we were talking about yeah. that douchebag state representative from Texas with the eye patch that I can't think of his name. Yeah, but it's also pretty easy to bring up when we're discussing um, public servants. Uh, oh yeah, obviously not doing what they ought to be doing, right? Um, so do you do you want to introduce this or? or uh... Uh, um, I mean, you could do it. I don't even have the article with so, his name. Of. Jimmy, yeah, it, Jimmy was talking about this guy Marcus Licinius Crassus, uh, who he's is amazing. sometimes referred to as the richest man in Rome. That's how you know he's a good person because even Rome, much like America, was a meritocracy. That's so, right. Purely based off the fact he was rich, you know he was like basically the most purest, bestest person in yeah. Rome. He was he was adhering to the prosperity gospel, and yes. thus he had been blessed by whatever fucking deity he worshipped or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. d- divine providence uh, decided to look happily upon him, and its light shone on him brightly. Exactly. <laughs> so this guy was credited with the development of the first fire brigade. He had about mm-hmm. 500 guys uh, who would rush to the burning building, whatever side of right. the fire, at the first sound of an alarm. And yes. at first, they would just stand there. They would watch the fucking house burn. Well, just, it's like holding their bucket. Just yeah. like, I got my bucket, like, I got my water. We're ready to put it out. They're like all looking at Crassus like, okay, you let us know when. And he's over here, like, he just waltzes up. I imagine, like, if they had whatever equivalent of a, a, a cigar back in the day, he's, like, yeah. over there puffing on it. And he walks up, and he takes his whatever an equivalent of a fedora off. And he, he approaches the, the property owner. He's like, hey, I see that you're in a bit of a predicament here. And what <laughs> I would like to propose to you is uh, something of a transaction. <laughs> yeah. He would ask them to sell them their home. While it was on fire, claiming (laughs) that the property was going to be reduced so greatly in value that it would be worth pretty much nothing. So he, of course, asked to give them practically nothing for their home. 
directly after which the buckets would be thrown onto the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's so good. Yep. It, it's like what would happen if like Michael Bloomberg owned a fire department. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I love it. It's pretty you know, great. and I think that's like that's like a peak like neoliberal like like society. Like if we yeah. like get to like that level of like privatizing all of our institutions in the United States of America, like that's like what like a privatized fire department would look like to the letter. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's kind of what they did look <sighs> so like good. in in uh, in the days of early America. Uh, you know, we, we were also discussing it to a limited degree and how there were mayors and other politicians that would build their political platform um, with this added provision of some type of um, civil service that would come along with it. Yeah. Uh, or My election comes with civil services. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, hey, you know, you vote for me, you'll get a you'll get a fire brigade or you'll get a police force <laughs> yeah. or whatever that would serve exclusively the constituency or I guess the yeah. uh, you know the the paid members. <laughs> you of, vote for me, you get a fire department. You vote for the other guy, yeah. go fuck yourself. I think to a, to a certain degree, it's also argued that they were um, like mafia esque in the in the way in yeah, which the brigades absolutely with one another over whether or not it was their right to you know come to the aid of a certain fire or maybe like one fire brigade would be like robbing the shit out of that house yeah. while another fire brigade was trying to put the fire out and defend it from <laughs> from whatever kind of uh, you know thieving firefighters were on site yeah it's just like these two fire like the house is burning in the background there's like these different firefighters from different fire departments just like fighting just on the lawn the shit out of each other yeah. just rolling around on the floor one of them's got like a pearl necklace that he's just like whipping yeah. the shit out of another firefighter with yeah. <laughs> oh, oh it's yeah. beautiful that that is i mean i guess that is kind of like what it would look like yeah i mean can you imagine instead of paying for something like uh you know netflix or amazon prime you instead had to worry about paying for a um you know a police force or no I'm it's just doing fucking it stupid and it's fucking dumb, which is why we should like remove that mentality of choice from like so many of the different things we have to like deal with. Well, Jimmy, what's so dumb about it? <laughs> what's so dumb about it? It's just not an effective way of trying to fund or organize a uh, uh, like a society. You know, uh, mm. you should just have like. We cut out this amount of like taxes, whether it be property or otherwise, and then this institution's funded to help you, as opposed to like nickel and dime you of like having like a bunch of like semi-efficient institutions, a bunch of semi-efficient fire departments that may or may not uh, serve you effectively. It's like you kind of just, um, yeah, it's just uh, a lot of redundancy and mm-hmm. uh, lost quality where you could have just collected funds and just had like one good institution yeah well no i i i think i think that you're you're right to some extent but as soon as you start paying someone for a job i feel like they do it less effectively and i have this backed up with some some uh uh, what is it called um it's not a cognitive bias but it's basically a, a a this cognitive maladaption that that a lot of humans seem to have uh, in regards to being compensated for their work. Uh, and the example that's that's typically in line with this is a child that is producing uh, an artwork, which we know is 
nine times out of ten going to be shit. Uh, yeah. and, and is giving it to uh, a loved family member. If that family member starts to compensate that child for each additional piece of art that is produced, then that child will desire less and less to do it, or at the very least associate what what their work is with the monetary amount that is being provided to them, uh, which adds a layer that most humans really don't even need. Uh, I mean, especially it, it gets a little bit more complicated whenever you're referring to like, uh, you know, how exactly does one subsidize themselves or make sure that they have all of their needs met? Like if the premise is you have your needs met, now what do you go do? I would imagine that most of those people would basically work their balls off and just be the most amazing whatever. Oh, okay. Wait, so you're basically, you're arguing that just like in a general sense that um it's it's an basically it's it's an an additional cognitive burden to have to worry about compensation the the, yeah how you're going to be compensated for your work like if you can just eliminate from the that of the equation entirely then you're going to ensure that the only people who are going to be doing those jobs are the people who want to do those jobs and by and large when you have somebody that wants to do a job they're probably going to be better at it than the person who doesn't want to do it, but is only doing right. it because of a compensation. Um, right. I don't know. Um, I still think in that case, there's probably certain jobs that are dog shit that no one's going to want to do, but automation, my dear Jimmy, I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. No, a I'm good, down. No, a good question. Dude, like, how do, I want how do you luxury space communism where like everything's automated Yeah. and we have all our needs met by, I don't know, 3d printers and, <laughs> Everything's good to go, you know, uh, Venus Project style. Just like everything, yeah, yeah, just yeah. resource-based economy, you know. Hey, you want you want a pool table, you go down, and either you use the public facilities for a pool table, or maybe you can go and borrow the pool table and have it in your living whatever zone for X time. And when you're done with it, you go and return it back to the pool table oh, depot God. Returning and then a pool table that sounds then, hard whatever the, fucking insert the whatever thing the whatever <laughs> thing that you don't have to worry about because everything's automated and resources are shared and since you're not worried about the useless like the the primitive accumulation of things because it's not like now where it's like okay i don't really need this uh, this dry vac like it's it's uh, that I have in my garage. Like I'm only going to use it like three times a year. But in our society, instead of having like a dry vac depot where I can like go and pick it up and borrow it and use it for whatever project I need and return it, instead everyone has to own their own individual fucking dry vac that they're going to use eight times their entire goddamn life. And hmm. so instead, you got to have this stupid thing in your fucking home, taking a fucking space that you just look at and remind you of the poop portal that used to be in your fucking basement. And it just sits there mocking you, taking up worthless space when you should be able to just return it to the fucking dry vac warehouse so someone else can use it. But instead, we have to protect our stupid, shitty material objects and just hold them around like ghosts of christmas past hoping one day they'll be useful again and i fucking hate it <laughs> there you got a jimmy rant jeez yeah if i can get one jimmy rant an episode i usually find it's success 
And I, and I think most people don't want it, right? Like, you know, like Helm, okay, like think about it. Like, like they can, like people, they, and our, we consider hoarding a, um, a mental illness, right? People that hoard things in their home, right? To what degree, though? I mean, like, it's difficult to know what I'm the talking, physical differences between hoarding and being materialistic. It, I think exactly, exactly. There's a fine line between the two. And so there's so many people out there. I've had many family members that will just hold on to these things and make their own lives oh, miserable. Haven't we all? Just filling up. Yeah filling up their garage is to where they can't use them and like other spaces thinking that one day the fucking um goddamn uh 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 treadmill from the 80s like they're going to start using it again for working out exactly but they hold on to it and even though they know they deep down they know they're gonna get using they hold on to it and so i think like with what you were talking about as far as like the idea of um i don't know I don't know. I just think there's we're we're just using our our resources really shittily, and and they they a lot of things that we have we own in this individualistic sense. We could probably share better individualistic and, sense, right? Like yeah, we're yeah. just we're like, so we each separated. have our own yeah. Uh, like okay, I mean, and of course it's 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 a logical fallacy to be like, how many of your neighbors do you know, Jimmy, and how many of your neighbors have a drive back? Like, why do you actually need a drive back in order to drive back things? <laughs> exactly. Well, even on that case, if you with, knew like, the neighbors. neighbor thing. But even but then, then, it's like at some point, your neighbors but, are going to have to have a neighbor that has a drive back. Exactly. And then you have to take into account how many drive backs are going to be made or maintained in a society in which people are able to choose what they would like to do. If that's if that's how you're going to ultimately run the society and try to d- distribute the material uh, commodities most efe- efficiently, right? Because this isn't necessarily about being fair. We're just talking about whatever is most efficient. Um, yeah. and, and of course, this is being viewed through a capitalistic lens. So yeah. if we're trying to ensure that we're not uh, maintaining or acquiring goods for materialist sake then we need to ensure that we're using these commodities most effectively so that we can plan for future generations or that we can yeah. uh, ensure the longevity of various companies or institutions that produce these types of things or, or what have you. I don't know. Um, yeah. But even these companies are, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're supposedly competing with one another. I mean, at least on a small scale, like when you talk about small businesses, you know, maybe there's a little bit of truth to that. You know, like if you're talking about two, uh, maybe you have a barbershop uh, that opens up down the street from another barbershop. They're probably going to mm-hmm. cut into each other a little bit. You know, oh, yeah, that, that, that's, what, that's what competition within the market looks like because you have a set number of people that are going to be going Need into one of those two establishments yeah. and their hair only grows so fast. Yep. So it's not like you're going to be like, well, I'm going to go get a little haircut over here and a little haircut over there. It's like, right. no. It's like maybe they'll split the difference between the two, but even then, you only have 50% of what you had prior. Yep. Um, but whenever it comes to things like a drive back, right, you need uh, a, a pretty substantial, robust uh, uh, you know, means of production in order to be able to uh, adequately provide every person whom you advertise a drive back to with one right. of them. Uh, and 
you need to price it right. so that uh, you know it, it's going to incentivize that behavior well enough. And I don't think it has anything to do with you know whether or not there's a competitive market because I know from personal experience, and that's a logical fallacy as well. If I need to get something like a dry vac, I fucking hate shopping. I hate it. So yeah. I am going to go online and I'm going to be like, what is the best dry vac? And then it's going to pop up and just be like, this one got five stars on Amazon. You're like, this I'll get it. Things. I'll like, take it. Bought. You know, because I don't yeah. want to fucking, like, I don't want to exactly. put that that extra cognitive load into my exactly. head. I don't want to think about it. I don't want it. I, I just <laughs> And that's what choosing your health insurance looks like. Choosing your own health insurance is like trying to buy a fucking dry vac. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why it sucks and it's bad. Mm -hmm. And we should just have it. We should just have the communal dry vac pickup depot and we should have the communal health insurance. Drop the mic. Um, We got some comments here. Postponer and Corey. This is in reference to uh, people storing up uh senselessly amount of resources and putting them in uh, a hole to be uh hopefully be used at a later date maybe it evolved out of frontier mentality where resources had to be conserved and repaired it would be a positive trait in a situation of scarcity but it has been warped by the consumer regime and that's an interesting idea um i mean i think it it could be that it would be interesting to compare that to like other western nations and see uh, if like hoarding and stuff like that is like a common thing in uh those but like i also just think it's kind of like the it's just like i spent money on this thing yeah if i get rid of it i'm giving up the money that i spent on it where if people there's a certain commitment that you make to it whenever yeah exactly where if you were just borrowing an object it's like i'm borrowing this treadmill okay now i am returning it to the treadmill depot so someone else can use it because i'm no longer using it like you're not going to be emotionally chanced or you could just like public gyms you know like exactly all right oh yeah i mean that makes more sense yeah we'll go public gyms for that thing i mean there's some things that um whatever but it's speaking to that um common rhetoric that i hear at least amongst the boomer generation is that their parents who lived in the uh, great depression had they had it worse well well, no absolutely they had it worse right but they came from a culture that supported uh material acquisition and hoarding mentalities because they had so little there were times in their life that there were you know the the so-called shelves were bare right uh so if that ever occurs then you know maybe there's like a mentality maybe there's like a little nagging sensation in the back of their head that if shit hits the fan you know like i don't know like if covid got bad enough right exactly like if someone like sprays poop through your mail slot like that level of bad yeah (laughs) then you'd have to have recourse and I, i think it's a way of trying to placate uh these well, obviously, like you, you can't fill your um, spiritual, mental, emotional needs, physical needs, even for the most part, with possessions, right? That's something that we were most of us were taught from a very early age, and yet we see these very people who taught us those values uh, accumulating these massive swaths of whatever. I mean, and yeah. especially unlimited when it came to the acquisition of monetary wealth, you know, they would spend hours upon hours a day, uh, trying to trade what little time that they have, the most valuable asset that any individual has for a lump sum dollar amount. 
um, mm. that, you know, whatever the market commanded. <laughs> I was like, I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, no, not unless people absolutely have to. And why are people right. not so upset with the idea that they, they stop accumulating things, that they start to intentionally forgo things that would supposedly make their lives easier uh, mm. as a way to, um, you know, immediately protest this material culture. Um, or, or trying to like infinitely recycle things. I mean, that, that, that's kind of like a fun little mental experiment to begin with. Whatever. I'm, I'm going off on a little tangent. That's a great point. We never do that. We, got, we never go off on tangents. Never go off on tangents. So, we got any more comments? Uh, yeah, Postmark Gordy. If people didn't constantly buy shit, the economy would collapse. That was one thing that contributed yeah, to the is. Great Depression. Yeah. Which, I did not know that. But, I yeah. mean, we do have a consumer based economy yeah i heard so, i always heard that uh, uh you know like the it, it, with, with when when the great depression was occurring a lot of people went to the banks uh you know who or a lot of the lending institutions were held responsible for a, a portion of the great depression and they tried to extract whatever funds were being withheld within these lending institutions and of course the banks didn't have it the banks never really had it obviously i mean it's like yeah. a legal ponzi scheme it's, for lack right. of a, it, it for lack of a better is. understanding of yeah. it really fractional um, reserve banking yeah uh and uh you know, the, there was no money to pull out. So people start flipping shit. I mean, it's the same way with toilet paper today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like there was there's like always I been thought, enough toilet yeah. paper. Like there always it, there always has been right. They like like yeah. capitalists want to sell you as much of a thing as they possibly can. And they made damn sure they were produ like producing enough toilet paper for all the butts of America well, with a dollar, though. Right. Like that's that's the means of of of. That's how these business transactions transpire. You have to trade them something of value, exactly. and the thing that you're trading them of value is constantly going to be reduced in value the fewer transactions that are involved within it, right? So, like in the instance that you find out that your dollar can no longer buy toilet paper, the value is reduced, and so on and so forth until you have a, a very small frame of things that you can buy with that, thus making it effectively worthless for, say, toilet paper acquisition. Which is very important to the average public. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it, 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 we were Jimmy and I were talking about a, uh, a you know a little metaphor earlier in which uh, you know you have this country or a world better yet that is um, this house that is burning around you. It's like of course you want to tend to the house, but for some reason you can't just pick up a bucket that's full of water and throw it on the flames that are burning the house down because you're too busy playing a game of goddamn monopoly at the dinner table it's like you're worrying about who's pass and go or who's going to jail or how much money you each have in your bank account and who's getting rent from who while all the time all these terrible things around you are going down uh so that that kind of brings us to um this, this interesting guardian article which oh, we still have articles we still have articles exactly it's and it's not like we certainly shouldn't frame this article as though it's factual in any way, shape, or form. Because the way oh, well, that I read it, it was all just insinuating that something well, could be the case. Okay, so here, here's the deal, folks. That's my Biden impression. Listen here, Jack. So what I'm telling you, fat, is... Okay. Now, you, you pony horse face, pony soldier... Wait, wait. What, you're, no, you're you dog horse... You're you not dog really horse face. <laughs> Like a corn pop. We got a corn pop in the comments. Uh, anyways, so 
All right. So basically what it's saying, so it it's weird how it sets it up. It says dozens of uh, individuals and groups urging states to reopen amid the COVID-19 pandemic have historical financial ties to coal and oil and gas companies and uh, conservative billionaires who have invested in climate disinformation. And all of that is true. But it's also says not long after that, that uh, basically there is no direct like there's no current evidence that these um, uh, billionaires and individuals and organizations are funding the current um, open up protest in the United States. But it's just basically going through and you can go through the article line by line talking about how um, organizations that are currently uh, uh, supporting these protests have in the past had ties to these conservative billionaires, millionaires, individuals, and organizations. Um, it's just that, I guess, according to this article, with the way that um, I, um, the, I guess, the financials of these organizations, like it gets really, it gets released. It's uh, right, right here. Donations to not-for-profit think tanks are nearly impossible to track in real time because of a lag in reporting. It could take years to reveal which interests are currently funneling money to the groups helping to organize and expand shutdown protest. Even then, much of the funds could be hidden, donated anonymous, anonymously through third-party not-for-profits. Del Mella said. So it's like, I mean, it's a little bit uh, upsetting in, from the sense of like, there's no way of like actually knowing. So like reporting this as like a news article, it, it's a little bit well, misleading. One, the title of it is groups built on fossil fuel funding urge states to reopen amid panic. Right. Like it's kind of a clickbaity article title. But once you actually start reading, it's like, okay, I see what you're getting at. But at the same time, yeah, it's a little clickbaity. Yeah. Well, and I think what it is, essentially comes down to is like it makes a lot of sense why these people would be trying to reopen their um you know their respective economies um in order to of course boost oil sales once again because they're plummeting you know they they're they're the worst uh you know like i I don't know how much a barrel of crude oil is uh somebody was joking around the other Uh, day that was actually in the negatives at least in terms of it was in the negatives well, it was in the literal negatives about a month ago yeah. where um, – so ships were coming in, I think, in the Los Angeles port. I could, I don't know which port. And the, the, the ships were basically having to pay people to take the, the oil barrels from them because there was, like, nowhere to put them. There was nowhere to put the oil barrels. So they were effectively paying people to take the oil and just fucking put it somewhere. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that that comes as a big shock shock to folks that are just like, oh, well, our economy should be just running fine. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I thought that the, the this naturally organic market kind of has our best interests in heart. The hand, the magical yeah. hand, the magical yeah, yeah. hand job of the market. Yeah, everything should be just fine. Uh, and I guess the other takeaway is there's no transparency in these businesses. They have no incentive to allow the public no. to be able to see where their money is going at any given point. Uh, yeah. So it might just be, once again, another call to ask for transparency within this, this type of transaction. 
um, which they are certainly not going to do. I mean, like, I, I think that that's, that's well within the public discourse, at least as per the 2016 presidential elections when, uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, income tax statements were requested from, from Trump. But, you know, he was like, oh, you know, like I can circumvent federal taxes all day and that makes me a smart person. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So it's, I, I mean, don't it's pay the, my taxes. That makes me smart. It's in the dumb folks discourse. Uh, you know, like they, yeah. they don't, they don't even have to, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a dumb, I'm a dumb folks as, as well. I'm a dumb folk. I'm I pay a, taxes. I'm a dumb folk. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> Why am I doing do. this shit? Um, just don't just stop paying taxes. <laughs> just paying taxes. Nothing bad will happen. No siree, Bob Nugget. And if anything, we learned from that one IRS article saying that they weren't going over rich people because they don't have the resources to do so. So, so yeah. you as a poor person listening to this podcast, totally do it. Don't pay your taxes. The IRS will definitely not fuck you up to the full extent of the law. Definitely not. That is not how it works. We oh, live geez. in a just system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where they, they'll equally go after rich and poor folks. Um, yeah. I mean, if is they it? exclusively <laughs> went after rich folks, I feel like there is. Oh, I feel like that's such a huge mammoth prize to be won. I mean, it would Why make not? the most sense, right? Like they yeah. have, they're hiding the most. Like the, that's like the biggest piggy bank to like. Yeah get the money out of but at the same time the same reason why i mean yes black people but more specifically poor people are the people that are most disenfranchised by the police is because they don't have the resources to get lawyers in on the situation yeah. and make that police officer's life fucking hell same thing with the irs and the rich people and the whole tax evasions and all that shit like that and they're why the reason why the irs doesn't go over the rich assholes and that's the same reason why you like you the, the police officers are going to be a lot more polite to you if you're in the 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 more affluent parts of town than if you're in uh poorville mm-hmm. we're just gonna label that poorville poor Poor people live yeah you see more police cars pay to play and you're more likely to get stopped yeah you don't get to play the legal game unless you you have money up front and for the folks that have money up front it's really um what's what's that term um where you have so much of something that eventually it becomes uh worthless if you have another of that same thing what is it called i have no idea Um, Uh, give me give me another example uh, so, for example, if I had two cheeseburgers and I ate both cheeseburgers and I was totally full, then buying another cheeseburger is not going to be of any additional value to me. Okay. Do, now do give me no, diminishing give, returns. Makes... Boom. Uh, oh, okay. So, like, basically, <laughs> I would have you, forgotten there, but I like that. If you have, uh, you know, the ability to be able to procure for yourself uh, legal representation then at a certain point, once you have, say, 20 lawyers or a team of lawyers or an entire uh, law firm that's working for you personally, then you, you, you don't need to continually just, like, pump money into this thing. Like, it's already there. So now you can, oh, start, yeah. now you can start to dedicate your resources elsewhere, uh, yeah. thus meaning I – mean, it's, like, it's like building a fort for yourself. Right, like oh, for sure. Now that I have a fort and I'm able to put all of my my uh, imperialistic gains into that fort, then I'm going right. to go out and I, I'm going to now utilize the fact that I have all of my resources kept here to go out and procure other resources while everybody else is just trying to defend their resources from raiders like me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're going to like, re- like redefine modern capitalism just as like newfound imperialism then sure yeah let's go with that yeah Yeah. you're you're i mean yeah i mean that's what 
you're effectively doing is you're able to buy other people's labor, in this case, the lawyer's labor, to go and waste their time, right? Like, they're still, I mean, they're like an upper-scale version of, like, a working-class dude, but they're still, you know, working for a living. And so now they're working for you. Yeah. So now that frees up more time for you. So you can go and do more capitalist shit for if we're just going to redundance it down to that. Well, they're they're interacting with Fuck that up system other, in other people's days. In a, I think that they're one of the reasons why they have such a negative. Um, well, there there are certain sects of our society that look as look at lawyers very negatively, right? Um, why? Just as though there just as though there are certain sectors of our of our. Um, uh, of our society that you police the people officers. that don't like lawyers are the people that can't afford lawyers well yeah pretty much just like the people who get oppressed by police officers are the people who don't like police officers like <laughs> yeah it, it's there to work for a particular that it's, those institutions yeah. are there to work for particular segments of, <laughs> yeah. of the population and if it's, it's like as if police, everything's working like as if as if it, as as it was intended yeah it's all working as it was intended yeah it's just it, they're plutocratic fail-safes Yep. So if you if you don't have police officers that are protecting your private property, if you don't have lawyers that are defending corporate interests, where are you going to stand with any of that? Like, how yep. how where's your fort? Yep. You know, like I mean, at that case, it's like not to say that we should all just like burn each other's resources down. That's certainly not the way to 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 um, swim through these problems. Um, but more so, unless it's maybe a Starbucks, you dependent. can always burn that down. Burn down Starbucks? What did you say? Yeah, yeah, you can burn down a Starbucks. You don't want to burn down your other proletariat's resources, but yeah. you can burn down a Starbucks. It's fine. Oh, man. The Cynic Empowerment Pass. <laughs> you can burn down a Starbucks. Uh, uh, parody. Um, uh, what's the other word? Satire? Satire. There you go. Parody satire. Not serious. Don't go yeah. do it. And if you do do it, you're going to be held responsible by the police officers that will certainly oppress you as a result of that. Yeah. Make sure you bring, don't make sure to record it. Yeah. <laughs> for my viewing pleasure and for your own safety. It'd be very entertaining. You might be able to make the video go viral and then you could make enough ad revenue on it that you can bust yourself out of jail. Full circle. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you gotta find your. You gotta find the way in which you can insert yourself into capitalism to continue your uh, existence. Exactly. So. Like if all you have is a machete, then you can oh, get together with another guy who also has a machete, oh, no. and uh, no. you can engage in these weird consensual, non-consensual sex fantasies gone wrong in New South Wales, no. Australia. <laughs> On to the this next story. This is bad. Save the best for last. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, oh man! So they they wanted to pay these guys five thousand bucks to basically engage in a role play that was arranged over Facebook by a man near Griffith, New South Wales. Right. Uh -huh. So he gave yep. him an address, and yep. then that guy moved to a different address without letting the guys know who he paid. <laughs> that we're like, going to come to his home and, and and basically like hold him at machete point while uh i guess banging his brains out i don't know <laughs> i don't know i mean yeah, like, does it explicitly say that they were there for sexual favors it says it's a sex fantasy okay, i don't know yeah. um, client's fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom hmm. okay 
That's cool. Yeah, I don't know where the machetes come in. I mean, I guess... Well, they come in whenever the, the, the guys walked in the guy's house. They got to force the guy to get tied up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they come in with the machetes. Yeah. So, Found the machetes in the car. Like, yep, yep, okay. Yep. I just, I just, this is one of those classic stories that leaves me with more questions than answers of yep. like, like, okay. Back to the case for so, unusual, the judge concluded. <laughs> like, um, like Tim and I, we talked a little bit before uh, we started recording live. And uh, we think there should be like, a, just like a general rule. Of just like no rape kink with strangers, like just don't do it. Uh. Like if you don't know someone personally on deep enough level to do like some weird, not we're not we're not yuck yummers, not weird shit to do something like this. Like you shouldn't like engage with something like this with a complete stranger. Like you've never met them before. Like this is like the equivalent of like a no knock warrant done by the police, but for like the sexual fantasy community Ooh. of just like busting down like a random door and be like, I hope, I hope whoever, like, I hope just, I don't know. I don't know. I could like, uh, like at the same time, $5,000 is $5,000. So I see why the people on the receiving side of the transaction did what they did. But like, it's just, so oh, I don't know, man. But there's, there's like, there's absolutely no, um, th- there's no standardization here. Like you don't have uh, a, uh, a, a like a legal safety net. <laughs> we were just talking about like why our legal system is fucked. So why in the world are you going to trust anybody to come to your rescue in the case that these guys are Craigslist maniacs that yeah. are like, hey, um, if you happen to be like a young, attractive female, then you can oh send God. us some pictures of you in your underwear, and we'll pay you five dollars per picture. Or, you know, like some stupid. Some right. stupid shit. Like we're, we're looking for for young models. <laughs> oh my god! Just like the vague, like we're like, like if you look at yeah. like personal ads in Craigslist, it's just like we're contact looking for young here. models. Call Do not number. contact this person with any solicitation. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it makes what makes it even more confusing is so we got a quote here. This is from the judge. It says here that he was willing to pay five thousand Australian dollars. If it was quotes really good, the judge sh- the judge said. I mean, if it's really so, good, yeah. So if that's the case, was it that? So these people weren't even paid yet, and there, it's just like two dudes like with machetes, like, all right, man, all right, we gotta we gotta do our best. I need that five thousand dollars. He says, if it's not real good, it's going to be less than $5,000. <laughs> I need the full amount. I told we got to go in there with our war face. So, of course, they're, they're, they're all gung-ho about it because they're, they've been... It's got to be really good. $5,000. That's but, what the quote was. But the entire problem here is that the guy moved. The guy wasn't even where he said he was going to be. So they break in... Break in? Yeah, they break into somebody's house, a stranger's house... That had nothing to do with this transaction at all. So they they're in there and they're like, ah, we're ready to stroke you with the broom. They got the machetes in hand, and this guy's like, whoa, you can't do that. You can't break into somebody's house with a machete. They were probably exactly. in jumpsuits or something. So um, I think this is best told if we just like read the actual incident, so everyone gets a good idea of exactly what happened. 
Um, so, so the guy moves to a different address, doesn't tell them. He says, I'm going to give yep. you $5,000 if it's real good if you go to this address. Yep. So, and this is this series of events that took place after the fact. Uh, so here we go. Resident? Of the resident, yeah, of, of the of the address that the that the guy had left from. When the resident noticed a light on in his kitchen at 6 a.m. or p.m., I don't know, it doesn't say. Oh, it's, it's probably 6 a.m. because they probably do military time, I would assume. Mm-hmm. He assumed it was a friend who came by daily to make morning coffee. When the men called out the name of their client, the resident turned on the light and removed a sleep apnea machine <laughs> he was wearing. It was then that he saw them standing above his bed with the machetes, which they appeared to have brought as props for role play. When they realized their error, one of the pair said, sorry, mate, and shook the resident's hand, according to local reports. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Hey, hey, is Dave in there? Dave! We got our machetes. Hello. We're going to do it real good. 5000 oh, Australian dollars. So was it their fault? Okay, so and then later it says, the two men then drove to the correct address where the client noticed one man had a great big knife in his trousers and asked them to leave the weapons in their car. The client then cooked bacon, eggs, and noodles. And a short Probably time later, thing. the police arrived at the property found the machetes in the car, and arrested the hired pair. So it comes full circle, right? Right. Uh, crime doesn't pay. Yeah. Or does it? $5,000. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, Who's cooking I mean, noodles it, for breakfast? Australians. Hell? Oh, man. That's fucked. What are you doing, Australia? Come on now. Oh, jeez. Fantasy was unscripted. And there was discretion as to how it could be carried out. Interesting. Yeah, they carried the machetes either as a prop or something to use in that fantasy. So they didn't even know. They were just like, I don't know. We could just I don't, uh, I don't know. We could spank them with he, it. He, I don't know. He just, he, he just said, bring the machetes. Just I just did what the, the ad said. I want $5,000, please. <laughs> I, I'd be I'd be hesitant to interact with that guy. Like, it, it, <laughs> yeah. you got to wonder like how these how the services were advertised, right? Like, are these a couple of guys right. that are like, hey, we'll do anything. We'll, uh, any of your sexual fantasies, we'll carry it out, blah, blah, blah. Or this guy no, just, I, like, no. going around, like, trying to find, like, buddies online. He's like, hey, gentlemen, I have a proposition for you. <laughs> and then just, like, lays it all out. Like, I want to be stroked with yeah. a broom. I want you to bring machetes. I'll pay you $5,000 if it's good. Bada yeah. bing, bada boom, let's do this. My address uh, is I'm, there. I'm assuming it's that. I'm yeah, it's, it's probably that. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we got $5, comment. $5,000, pretty good. $2,500 piece of do it. <laughs> Patches Adventure. Sexually, God, I can't speak. Sexually removes sleep apnea machine. Yeah. <laughs> like in asterisks. That was a good night's sleep. That was a good night's sleep. Gotta love that CPAP. Mm. Oh, man. Wonderful. It's fucking incredible. Uh, yeah. Silver lining? No, I don't know. Silver lining? We literally haven't done one the entire time. Yeah, it's hard. It's getting hard. I don't know. So many of the comments figure out our silver lining for us. For do, all of do the us previous stories, uh, one through six, um, there was a lot. Yeah. Uh, oh, geez. Yeah, we're not well, good. Fill out, we're, yeah, we're, yeah you, can, you can come up with a silver lining for any of those. 
Um, damn, Jimmy, this is a it's great. This is this is one of those. Um, it's one of those checkpoints that you get to in any kind of. I mean, like really, like one hundred is just a number, right? But it yeah. feels like an accomplishment. It does. It feels pretty good. Uh, if anything, it it, it proves uh, not endurance. Well, a little bit of endurance, but uh, uh, consistency. Uh, what's another word? Stamina. Stamina. Yeah, just persistence. That's persistence. the word I was looking for. Persistence. Sticking with the thing and keep doing it. And uh, yeah, man, uh, it, it makes me think of the first Rick and Morty episode of like, a hundred years, Rick and Morty, me and me, Morty, hundred uh, years, you and me, Rick, Rick and Morty forever. But instead, you know, it'd be Timmy and Jimmy, Timmy, Timmy and Jimmy. Jimmy forever, cynic empowerment, a hundred years, cynic empowerment, cynic empowerment, forever, forever, Beautiful. thousand seasons, cynic empowerment. <laughs> That's us. What's That's the season look like for a podcast? Like 10 episodes, something like that. It depends who you're, who you're asking. I don't right. know. We're not those people. Well, this is season season one of 80. <laughs> yeah. So, Whoa. Uh, Wait, two years? A two-year-long season? Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's tough, but somebody's got to do it. And we're glad that we could two, be here. Two-year-long two season of no breaks in between? That Hey, hard workers, what can I say? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, but... Thank you guys. Thank you guys for sticking with yeah, us. Uh absolutely. Thank you guys for your continued support. Um you know, we, we love it when you guys interact with us and a couple of you in particular have interacted with us more than we deserve. So we certainly absolutely. appreciate uh you mwah, all doing mwah. that and sticking with us. Um and we look forward to doing it for the next hundred episodes. Absolutely. Uh, forever. Timmy for, and Jimmy. For, 200 episodes to the future awesome yeah thank you thank you everybody thank you postmodern Corey and uh patches adventure for interacting in the chat and um i guess we'll catch everybody on the flippy floppies yes <laughs>